to the Not My Kingdom But His podcast, where we strive to show and spread the love of Jesus through our lives and our media. Colossians 3 and 17 says, And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. And that's exactly what we're about to do. With us today, I have one of my great friends. She loves Jesus. She is one of the most fun people I know. She used to be a swimmer for UK swim team. And she is a leader on, on UK's FCA leadership team with me, Emma Skinner. Hey guys, so excited to talk to you guys and just let you all know a little bit about me and my story. And yeah, thank you for having me on. How about you tell them how we met? Me and Dee met almost a year ago now at this thing called Winter Recharge that was hosted by FCA. And I just remember one night we were having a worship time and just looking over and seeing Dee just dancing and like having his hands raised up. And I just knew from right there on, I was like, that kid is so joyous and like so contagious with his love for the Lord that I just need to be his friend. And here we are now after a whole year of leading on FCA leadership team and getting to know each other better and hearing each other's stories about what's going on in our daily lives and yeah can say now that Dee and I have been great friends. Yeah I think a reason we became great friends is because we both love to have fun and we both love Jesus and I think that's something that a lot of people get confused about that whenever you become a Christian, all the fun goes away. And it's like, that is not the case. I've had so much fun with all my friends that just love Jesus. And it's just so amazing. People really got to understand that you can have fun and love Jesus. Speaking of loving Jesus more than anything, when did that become a true statement for you? When did you really start seeking Jesus and wanting a strong, personal, healthy relationship with him? Yeah, so a little bit of my backstory is my family, we would always go to church every weekend, but as being like a swimmer in high school at the level that I was competing in, we would have swim meets almost every weekend, so we wouldn't be able to go to church as often. So that relationship was not really there, but it was somewhat established where I knew what God was, what part Jesus played in that story, and like just what the basis of Christianity was. But when I got to college, all that kind of fell through. I didn't really pay attention to any of that. And it took one of my good friends and my teammate, Josh, Josh Schwartz, to open an invitation asking me to come to church out here in Lexington with him and a few other teammates. and. After that, I started to really get to know what it looks like to not just be a Christian, but to develop a relationship with the Lord, with Jesus, and to have that kind of intimacy with Jesus more than just like the religion itself. It's not just like a set of rules that you follow, but it's more of a person that you love more than anything else. And that was something that really hit me my sophomore year where I first started to understand what that looked like. And I kind of was developing it, kind of went off the path a couple times and it wasn't really until my junior year where I kind of really went, you know, 
gung-ho for the Lord where I really just fell in love and I was on a retreat or it was actually spring break with this campus ministry called Christian Student Fellowship or CSF at UK and they had a worship night and they just had a bunch of people come up to me on their own and prayed over me and just saw that I was like in tears during worship one time and that was when I just really got hit by the Holy Spirit and just the comfort and just peace and love that overwhelms when you come to meet the Holy Spirit and Jesus and that's when I first started to just radically pursue the Lord as much as he was pursuing me so that was like my big God aha moment that's amazing there's two things that you said that I really just love. The first one was what Josh did in your life, asking you to come to church with him and just seeking you out. It makes me look back into my life and look and see, was my God moment so exciting to me that I was reaching out and trying to invite others to be a part of it so that they could have their own God moments? And then the second thing that you said was the relationship over rules. And I think that's so important because a lot of people keep on trying to follow all the rules in order to gain the relationship. But in reality, you have to do everything in your power to gain that relationship. And then that makes following the rules so much easier for you to do. You won't become perfect but it makes it an easier thing to do. Yeah, um, something that I'm really passionate about is that it's so natural for us to fall into that rule category though. Like it's just human instinct to put things in boxes, whether that's sin and just saying like, okay, this is right, this is right, this is right, and that's wrong. So I get one tick off of like my relationship with Christ. And that's completely natural and that's, something that should hold conviction in your life a little bit but it should not condemn you and I think a lot of the times people just let that condemn them for like not doing something right and they're like okay I can't have a relationship with God anymore because I didn't do this right and there's no way that he could love me enough to like do this or do that or like have grace enough for this or I'm just not doing it right, so I guess I'm not, it doesn't come naturally, so I can't do it. And I think a lot of people do think that way because it's just natural, but at the same time, like when you say stuff like that, it's almost like putting God in a box and you cannot put God in a box because he just will freaking blow that box away. And I think a lot of people just try to try to turn themselves away from Christ more because they're afraid of accepting all that he can offer at once and dying to themselves because that is an insanely scary thing to do. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't really fully understand how big Jesus' sacrifice was. Like, if we could, if we could follow every rule and not sin... He wouldn't have had to come and make the sacrifice because we would do it on our own. But he knew that we couldn't be perfect. And that's why he came and sacrificed himself so that even when we do sin, 
we still have that relationship with him and we can still have that relationship with him. And I think that's something people have to understand because once you fully understand that, you won't, you won't beat yourself up over sin. Like, I'm not saying just be, like, super cool and non-repentive and not calling sin what it is, but you won't beat yourself up because you know that Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice so that when we fall short, he pulls the rest of the weight so we still have a chance at heaven. Yeah, 100%. Um, That is something that I have always been so guilty of because I am such a self-condemner. Like, I will sit in my condemnation and just, like, just stay in it and, like, forget that Jesus has died for me. And it's almost, whenever you do that, it's almost as if you're saying, yeah, Jesus' sacrifice was not enough. Like, it's enough for other people's sins or other people's mistakes but it wasn't enough for me and just saying that is just so selfish of someone to say and like that's me like I've done that and I think like just being able to sit back and fully just soak in what that sacrifice was and what that had looked like and imagine like living for 30 what 32 was it I don't know for 30 plus years and being perfect. Oh, I think I think it was 33. 33. I think it was 33. Like living an absolutely sinless life. Excuse my use of perfect, like whatever. But he was absolutely sin- sinless and pure and was so gracious towards everyone and the analogy of how he drank everyone's cup like it was like a full chalice and he drank that whole cup until it was empty he didn't leave like oh this little tiny sin left he drank the whole thing so he drank my sins he drank your sins he did everything he took it all in and he felt the weight of the whole entire world that was past present and future and like that is something that i cannot wrap my head around and the only reason why I do try is because I love the Lord so much and that he has done that for me is insane and mind-blowing and it's something that I will always fall short of for and forget but you know he has grace for that so that's amazing and so I think that's just something that a lot of people do have that moment where they're like okay like he can forgive other people's sins but not mine like that was too much for him like I, I gotta turn away like he does not love me anymore but that is such a lie and that is so many times like that is what the enemy uses against people most of the time and just wanting to encourage you and everyone who's listening is that he has enough love and enough grace and enough of everything to take care of you completely and entirely and just fall into that just release into that because I feel like a lot of people it's hard for them to like submit into that and just be obedient to just loving him because that's what he calls us to do over everything is to love him yeah love is the most important mm-hmm. yeah love that so after your God moment have you seen a, have you seen a change in your life from before the God moment 
Yeah, so when I first had my God moment, it was just dying to everything that I had held so close to my heart in my life before. So when I encountered the Lord, it is different for everyone in that process. But that was when I immediately had that like click of I'm dropping everything. And so I had quit swimming for UK. I had broken up with this long-term boyfriend that I had. Um, and I had changed my major and went to the calling that I thought the Lord had brought me to and just dropped everything that I thought was so important to me and started trying to hone into what I thought the Lord was calling me towards. And that, those two, that one instance of where I dropped everything is like a huge split in my life. So it's part of my life into like two different things. Like Emma before Christ and Emma after Christ, you know, <laughs> like BC. Yeah, yeah. And so like, you know how it says like you're, you die in baptism and then you rise again, you know, and it, it was literally just like that. Like my past life, everything like seemed so dull. Um, I was hanging with wrong people. I didn't have as many friends who would sacrifice as much as they would for me as I do now. And there's so many things that I enjoy more or love more or have more joy about in my life now than I did before. And it is so apparent because that's when I like first had that relationship with the Lord and I let his love in and it's come out of me again. So if that makes sense. Yeah. One word you said that I really like is joy. And a lot of people get that word and happy confused and just use them interchangeably and stuff. Could you kind of say like what joy is versus happiness? Yeah, so what I think of joy is is something that can't really be taken away from you. It's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and it's just, you know, being able to... I usually say it's being able to, like, trust the Lord and be okay and be happy that that is happening no matter what the circumstances. So happiness is very dependent on someone's situation and it's shown very fluctu like it's fluctuated a lot but when you have joy you have that it is like a steady flow because it comes from the holy spirit and it's no matter what's going on in your life you can still be like i'm joyful because the lord loves me and i'm joyful because i'm able to be called a child of god no matter if you're at the top of the mountain like celebrating getting this huge promotion or this huge job or whatever or at your like bottom of the sea and drowning in you know like student debt you know us or just after like a huge breakup with a guy or like your friend group leaving you you can just say I still have this joy because it comes from the Lord and nothing else so that's what I like to describe it as. Yeah, thank you for that, because I just want to be clear, like, we're not promising 100% happiness, mm -hmm. but we are telling you that the Holy Spirit will give you joy through every situation of your life, and it just makes life as a whole more enjoyable. You're smiling more yeah. often, you just, 
you see things as half full rather than half empty. And it's surprising how much more amazing that makes life. Yeah, I think more often than not, a lot of people like to say, oh, well, if you buy into the Christian lifestyle, you will be happy. And that is such a huge common misconception because in the Bible, it even says, hey, I don't promise you this, this, or this, but I do promise that you will, there will come a time where you are going to struggle, but I'm going to be there with you for that struggle, you know? So, yeah. Emma, it's been great. You're one of the most fun people I know, and it's always good to sit down and have a real conversation, even though, you know, I love the games and all that <laughs> stuff. Let's but for real, though, it's always good to have a real conversation. Um, is there anything else you would like to say to NMKBH Nation? Yeah, just one last final word of encouragement is just never be discouraged. The Lord is always there with you, and no sin is too great for Him to overcome. So just sit in that, love the Lord, and yeah, it was good talking to you guys. Thank you, Emma. Thank you, NMKBH Nation, for listening. Tune in next week for another episode. And that's it for today. NMKBH out.